Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks so much for joining me today. I learned a really life-changing lesson in an odd way, and I am excited to share it with you because I know that it is going to just have a massive impact on my own life. Before we get into it, though, I want to let you know that there will not be a Thursday episode this week or the week after. We are working on, or ever, um, we are working on some big, exciting changes within Primal Potential and uh, to facilitate the time that it's going to take for us to to make these changes, we are going to stick with our Monday episode and our Saturday episode, but um, effective for the month of September and moving forward. We're not going to have a Thursday episode. We will sprinkle in bonus episodes here and there, so I imagine that over time we'll still average around three episodes a week, but we are dropping that Thursday structured, you know, every single week episode, but fear not, we have some big, huge, exciting things coming. Um, We just, as a team, need to have a little bit more time so that we can get all of that ready for you. But today's Monday, so here we are. Let me tell you the embarrassing backstory of how I came to this this lesson, and it is it, it, it's going to tell you a little bit about me. It's a bit embarrassing. I kind of realized that I'm not as much of an optimist as I thought I was and as I want to be. And it's funny because I was pretty sure that I'm an optimist. In fact, if you came to me and said, hey, Elizabeth, I'm going to start a business, I would be sure that you could make it work. You know, that's part of why I, why I felt like I was an optimist. I believe that we create our results. If I get on a plane, I'm not somebody that goes through a million scenarios if I think I'm going to die. I just believe that everything's going to be fine. I'm going to be safe. And I thought I was an optimist. But then here's what happened. And this is where you're going to get ready to make fun of me. I don't watch a lot of TV. And I shared with you recently that I don't, you know, I don't listen to murder podcasts anymore, mystery podcasts anymore, if you want to call them that, because they're certainly not all about murder, but really trying to be a good steward of my energy and good energy in. But there's this really ridiculous show that I, that I happen to like. I've only watched one season of it, and I think there are a lot of seasons, but um, I, I liked it enough to, to watch the new season that started. The show is on Lifetime, if that gives you any clues. Um, it's called Married at First Sight. I don't recommend you watch it. It's totally ridiculous. But the, um, the premise of the show is that these matchmakers interview all of these people and select people that they are going to marry to each other, but 
without ever having met. So they do all of these interviews and then they basically will come to somebody and say, hey, we found a match for you. You guys are getting married in two weeks, but they don't ever meet that person until they're standing at the altar in front of their family's wedding dress, tuxedo, the whole nine, right? It's, it's crazy. And then they chronicle like the first six weeks of their, of their relationship. And it was on one of these ridiculous episodes that my whole view of optimism really was challenged in a way that already is making a positive difference in my life. So thank you, Married at First Sight, for that. <laughs> so here's what happened on the show. The matchmaker comes to this woman and says, you know, you, we found a match for you. You're getting married. And the next thing they, they have to do, these people who are going to get married, is they have to tell their families uh, hey, I'm getting married in two weeks and it's not that I kept it from you. Uh, I'm marrying a total stranger on national television. And more often than not, family members and friends are are very skeptical and they're like, why would you do something like this? Very, very natural reaction that I'm sure I would have. Somebody said this to me. You know, what if you don't like this person? What if they're mean? Why are you doing this on national television? And why a stranger? And if you want to work with a matchmaker, cool. But like, why do you need to get married to this person without meeting them? But this one woman, she goes and she tells her mom, you know, I've been matched. I'm getting married in two weeks to a total stranger. And the mother in her little on-camera interview says, as soon as she told me, I knew it was going to work out instantly. I just knew it was going to be amazing because I'm an optimist and that's how I think about everything. And I was like, I don't do that. She's right. That That is optimism. That is being an optimist. And I would say what's more accurate of me historically is that I am optimistic sometimes, I am realistic sometimes, and I am pessimistic sometimes, probably in equal measure. But I don't want that. You know, I I heard her say this and she repeated it a couple times on the episode and I was like, I, I want to be like that person. I want to be the person that says, well, I just heard it and I just assumed it was going to work out because, I mean, why not? Now we're going to talk about where realism is valuable and how being an optimism an optimist does not mean you're not a realist. It doesn't mean that you don't take control. It doesn't mean that everything is out of your hands and you just sit back and wait for it to unfold beautifully. It doesn't mean that at all. But let me give you some examples kind of where my mind was going as I watched this episode. Yeah, I believe that we create our results and I feel safe if I'm driving in a car. I'm not worried that I'm going to get in a wreck and this, that, and the other thing. But for some big, big things in my life, I'm not an optimist at all, yet I want to be. And I know that it would make me happier, healthier, and probably improve my outcome. So let me just give you a couple a couple of, of examples. Uh, I mentioned at the top of the episode that we are making some really huge changes within primal potential that are so, so exciting, but 2021 is going to look very different for primal potential um, than it did in 2020. And while I'm excited about these changes, I can't honestly say that I have been an optimist with regards to them. I, I have very much kind of gone back and forth between realism and pessimism while being excited, right? I don't want people to think that if we are realistic or we are pessimistic that we aren't excited about something. I have been very, very excited, but also thinking like, oh my gosh, well, you know, what if it doesn't work out? If it doesn't work out, we can go back to the way things were or, you know, what can we do to make sure? All of that kind of bouncing back and forth between realism and pessimism. 
another example, you know, that just feels really significant is we've mentioned a couple times Chris's parents are in Germany. They're supposed to be coming back. Um, and his dad isn't in good health. And in my mind, I've been like, okay, well, if he doesn't get cleared to fly, which he hasn't been for over a year, if he doesn't get cleared to fly, this is what we're going to do. You know, we're going to go out to Germany and blah, blah, blah. I want to be the kind of person that just says like, I'm, it's happening. He's going to be well enough. He is going to be well enough to get on a plane and come here. Or even, even more real or as real, they're going to be staying with us uh, for an extended period of time. And there's definitely the like, my mom doesn't even stay here for an extended period of time. It's like two days and then you got to get a hotel, you know? But I want to be an optimist in the sense that it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun time together. It's going to be time that we really need. It's not going to be tense. There's not going to be, we're, we're adults. We'll, we will make it amazing, right? That's, that's how I want to see. I just loved the way that this inner, this woman told that her daughter was going to be marrying a stranger. It was like, as soon as I heard it, I knew it was going to be wonderful because that's just how I see everything. Or even Chris and I growing our family. I have had so many moments of fear and of doubt and of straight up negativity and pessimism, fear-based thoughts and plans. And I want to be the kind of person that's just sure in my soul, this is happening. Because it's going to make my life so much easier and so much happier. And when it's happier, it's healthier. And I've got some work to do to change that. So here's this little exercise that I did that I would love for you to do. As I watched this episode, this is why I'm probably not the most fun person to live with because I'm like, Chris doesn't watch this show. He rolls his eyes if he sees that it's on, but still I'm sitting there on the couch with my journal answering this question. If I was an optimist, how would I view insert life scenario? So uh, Chris and I growing our family and having a big family and having a lot of children, including biological children. If I was truly an optimist, how would I view that? And I wrote it out. Same thing, the big changes that we're making with the business. If I were truly an optimist, how would I view this season of change? With Chris's parents traveling, Chris's parents staying with us, if I were truly an optimist, how would I view this? And I loved the view, even though it's not the one I had been choosing. So now I have to remind myself, just hearing somebody who has a perspective that feels refreshing doesn't mean that all of a sudden it's our perspective. This is where the work begins. My desire to now practice being an optimist more frequently, more genuinely, more as a matter of course, isn't enough to make it happen. It really, that word practice is what it must become. So I've been doing this daily when I'm driving in the car. Or the other day I was waiting in line outside Whole Foods until like it was my turn to go in uh, or when I'm taking a shower or I'm doing my journaling, I just ask myself this question. If I were an optimist, how would I view this? When I catch myself in a moment of worry or planning for a negative outcome, if I were an optimist, how would I view this? I have heard a lot of people 
make a case that when someone is an optimist, they're not as prepared. They don't take as much proactive action because they don't think they need to. It's all going to be fine. It's all going to work out. It's going to be perfect. But that's one of the most important things I want to touch on here. Being an optimist doesn't mean that we don't take action. Because again, avoiding optimism in favor of realism only happens if you think that they are mutually exclusive. Like if I'm an optimist, I'm not a realist. If I'm a realist, I'm not an optimist. And I actually think that they go together. I really do believe that they go together. And it just goes back to the notion that we think that it's either this or that, that we're either right or we're wrong. It's either good or it's bad. It's either optimistic or it's pessimistic. You can't be a realist and an optimist. But the reality of life is that more often than not, the answer is both. It's all of the above. It's a little bit of everything. So when I say to myself, if I were an optimist, how would I view this situation? It's okay if it feels like a pipe dream. It's okay if it feels like a pipe dream. So if I were an optimist, how would I view these big changes that we're making in primal potential? They're going to be huge. It's going to be our best year yet. People are going to be super, super excited. Everybody is going to be excited. There's not going to be an ounce of negativity about it. It's going to be great energy, this, that, and the other thing. Well, if I, if I play that out, if I write that out, if I think that through, and then I'm like, okay, sure, you know, like there's going to be people who dot, dot, dot. Then I bring in the next question. What would it take for me to feel super confident about this? And that is where we bridge our power to create the outcome we want with the energetic benefits of being an optimist. And when I say energetic benefits, I'm talking about you feel better, you're less stressed, and it's good for your body. It's also good for your relationships. I'm sure we've all been around somebody that just feels like everything is going to hell. Nothing's going to work out. Everything has gone wrong. You won't believe the day I've had, the week I've had, the quarter I've had, whatever. So the practice that I would love for you to take yourself through, if I was truly an optimist, how would I view this? And then whatever you're left with as you answer, and don't rush, remember specificity is a superpower. Go into as much detail as you possibly can. And when you think there's no more detail, add more, right? It's part of how we expand our brains. It's how part of how we learn to push ourselves and grow a little bit is when you think you're done, do a little bit more. Whatever you have as your answer, what would it take for me to feel super confident about this. Susie and I have been having those conversations with regards to primal potential, like, okay, we're making these big changes. And then we have this nervousness or these fears or these worries or these uncertainties. What would we have to have in place to feel super confident about this? You know, one of the things, um, just being very transparent about where Chris and I are at, we both have the desire to have a really big family. But as I've shared before, I'm 37, uh, which I know, I know is young, but it's, it's young when you're talking about a few kids. It's not young when you want a super huge family. If you have an opinion on that, that's cool. This one's mine. Not looking for yours at this time, please. Thank you. Um, when I think about that and like the, the fears or reservations that I have, if I were an optimist, how would I view this? Oh my gosh, it's going to be easy. Just back to back to back to back. No big thing. No struggles. No whatever. And then there's the part of me that goes, yeah, but age. Yeah, but I mean, it hasn't happened so far. 
yeah, but what if something goes wrong? Yeah, but what if it's something with Chris? Yeah, but what if there's something going on that's undiagnosed in me and this, that, and the other thing? Okay, what would it take for me to feel super confident in this? So one small step. I called, I've worked with Boston IVF in the past to freeze my eggs. I called and I said, hey, look, can we do a full workup on Chris just to know kind of where we're at? Therefore, we're, we're dealing with facts right away. We're not, we're not getting to that stage later, right? I've already had all of those workups. We know where I'm at. Let's do that for Chris. It's just one simple step that makes me go, yeah, we've got options. We've got resources. There's a way. The benefits of optimism are not just about how it feels in your mind, but think about it. If you believe that it's possible and it's going to happen, you're going to live accordingly. On the contrary, if you tell yourself, yeah, I've screwed this up so many times, it's probably not going to happen, I'm super inconsistent, then you've already talked yourself out of the game. And I interact with people every single day, literally every single day, and have for years who do not believe in themselves. And look, I get why. I have all of those reasons in my past too. I've been inconsistent before. I haven't followed through. I've made excuses, yada, yada, yada. Me too. But if you were an optimist, how would you view this? Well, I mean, just because they couldn't get an airplane in the air thousands and thousands of times doesn't mean that they never did. They sure did. They learned from all of those other times. So if I'm not, I was an optimist, I would say that all of this experience that hasn't worked has eliminated all the things that I don't need to do anymore. And so I actually have a better chance of success and I'm doing it. I want this. The resources are available to me. And between that, my desire and the fact that the resources are available, there's nothing stopping me. And it's 100% okay. I don't want you to think you're at any kind of disadvantage if you write out that answer and you're like, yeah, well, I still have some doubts. That's what the second part is for. What would it take for me to feel super confident in this? Maybe what you need to do is hire a coach. And you think, well, I don't have the money for that. Okay, well, what would it take for you to have the money? What would it take? I've talked about this very loud and proud before. Money is not a problem, it's a solution. And in 2020, there is not anybody at any age, any work status, family status, time status, educational status, who can't bring in extra income, who can't become financially free and wealthy. So if you're saying, okay, well, I would feel more confident if I had a coach, but I can't afford a coach, then that's the next thing that you solve. Well, if I looked at the fact that I don't have money as an optimist. If I was truly an optimist, how would I view the fact that I don't have enough money right now? If I were truly an optimist, I would realize that I can earn it, I can make it, I can find it. What would it take, what would it take for me to feel super confident about that? Maybe I need to get really clear on what my side hustle is, or I could go through my house and find five things to sell. Or maybe I need to find some coaches that are within my price range. Because honestly, this is the other beautiful thing about technology and the day and age we live in. No matter what it is that you want to learn, there's coaches at all price spectrums. I could find you somebody who's like a hundred bucks, and I could find you somebody who's a hundred thousand dollars or more. I know people who charge over $100,000 to coach somebody for a month. True story. I'm not one of them. Never will be. Never will charge that kind of money. But the, the price spectrum exists. So maybe the coach you want is out of your price range. So then we can say, what can you sell? What can you earn? What can you do? 
Or you find somebody who is within your price range. And if you think there is no price range, I have no extra money, then that is where you start. If I were an optimist, how would I view that? And what would it take for me to feel super confident? Don't let anything be the reason that you stop. Whether it's money, whether it's time, there is a way. And that is why this view, this optimistic perspective is a tool. It's not just a feel-good thing. It is a tool. If I were an optimist, how would I view this? What would it take for me to feel super confident about this? Those two questions have made this week easier for me. In a season that has been anything but easy, and it's all thanks to Lifetime's ridiculous married at first sight, because I want to be the person that says, as soon as I heard it, I knew it was going to work, because that's just how I see everything. And that doesn't mean we rest on our laurels and we don't take action. What would it take for me to feel super confident? And that's where we start. Somebody has done it before, and you can probably find their story online. Seriously, that is like 2020. It's amazing, right? We didn't have that 10 years ago, certainly not 20 and 30 years ago, but we do have it now. Whatever it is that you want to do, somebody has done it. And more likely than not, somebody has done it and shared their story for free on the internet somewhere. This perspective is going to open doors. This perspective is going to heal. This perspective is going to move a lot of people forward. Maybe you need to listen to this episode every day for a while. Maybe it's how you start your day every day. Maybe these are journaling prompts that you work through every day like they are for me. When I do it intentionally, but I also do it when I catch myself in fear and worry or in lack and doubt. If I were an optimist, how would I view this? Okay, what's it going to take for me to feel confident in that? What can I do? I hope this episode was helpful. I would love for you to DM me on Instagram. Tell me what you think. Tell me what it shifted for you. Tell me where you get stuck or you think you get stuck because I don't even believe stuck is a thing. But wherever you think you get stuck, DM me at Elizabeth Benton. Let me know. Let's talk about it. Whatever it is that you need to do, let's start doing it. Make today amazing. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.